You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. Did you see that open your Bible at Luke chapter 6? Now, in the volume, this is probably volume 2, if you can put it that way, of the integrity of the Word of God. We've been talking about acting on the Word of God. We understand that God is the Word. The Word is God. And what you hold in your lap, if you have a page printed Bible, that is a book that recorded, has recorded, it's been transferred through the ages, through different pages, but it is a recording, a capturing of what God has said. So the Bible, we call it the Word of God, but the Bible, the book itself, is not the Word. It's a book. It's a printed page. Uh, The book itself will perish. It's not going to last forever. But Jesus said, even if the earth passes away, not one tittle of His Word. Tittle means a little mark in the Hebrew. Not one tittle will pass away. That entire Word. When God has given His Word, His Word is eternal. His word is eternal. It's not just the recorded page. It is what God has said. And if God has spoken and he has said what he says, then what he has said is established for eternity. That's something that I renewed my mind to and I want to keep saying it so that we all renew our minds to it. Is God, when he speaks is creator. When he said, like be, there wasn't any hesitancy. There wasn't a wondering. There wasn't, I think this is going to work or I hope this works. No, if God speaks, it is done. The moment he says it, it's done. That's why the Bible says, by faith, we understand the world was framed by the word of God. When he decided to do something and he speaks it, it is done. When he saved mankind and Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, it is finished. He didn't die and say, I hope this works. It was settled. He was prepared to die and go to hell and pay the price you should have paid, fully understanding that his father said, you will not leave my soul in hell. He said, based on the written word of what God had said, I can go willingly knowing the Father's coming to get me out. The integrity of God's Word. That once He has said something, He fully intended for that thing to happen. And it's on that foundation that we go to the Word of God. We don't have to hope this is true. It is the written Word. It is written as God said it and intended for it, and you can take it. And when you read it out loud, it carries the exact same power. Not similar or another kind or repeated. No, it is the same power when God first spoke it because His words are eternal. I want to hear the voice of God. Read your Bible out loud. There you go. That is God speaking. And on that basis... He tells us how his kingdom works and how his kingdom operates. The system works the way it's designed, not based on feelings. So good. So true. 
How many of you noticed that petrol is kind of expensive? You noticed recently? Now, water, relatively speaking, is much cheaper. So I just feel like putting water in my tank this month. I saw a documentary somewhere that they've made cars that work on water. And, and they, it does exist. They separate the hydrogen out and, you know, so you put water in and they've got a little machine that makes hydrogen and then the car runs. So I saw that. Well, maybe my car will work the same way. No, your car's not designed that way. No matter how much you feel like that should work, it's only fair. It's not right. No, it's designed. Thou shalt put petrol in the petrol tank. It's law. Well, now you're just judging me. Now you're just trying to control me. Now you're just trying. No, go ahead. Put water in the tank. Just get used to walking. Because you understand what I'm saying? When God says, this is how the kingdom works. This is how his word works. This is why we need to do things this is way. This is why we need to watch for these things. Because this, the, the, the word doesn't work based on how you feel. The word doesn't work based on your emotions. Doesn't matter how much you cry. The word doesn't go, oh, shame. No, God's not a respecter of persons. We like to claim that when someone's been blessed and now I want the blessing. Well, God's not a respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Well, the same way the Bible says the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by Hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So no matter how much I get into trouble, it's not that now, God, can't you see I'm in trouble? Why don't you help me? Because if He moved on your feeling and your crying, well, now He's violated His own Word. Because He says, I only watch over my Word to perform it. He has to uphold that. Because all of earth, everything that exists is created and upheld by His Word. So we've got to understand that it's in the action on the Word that we will always see results. Amen. And people are constantly battling in an area, constantly struggling in an area. We all have battles. We all have troubles. But if we constantly been bombarded and continuously struggling and falling under the same problem, I have to say, are we acting on the Word? Because problems will come, but faith will sustain you and get you through it. Jesus said yeah, in Luke chapter 6, why do you call me Lord, Lord? So he's speaking to Christians. This is not the unsaved people. This is believers. You call me Lord. How many would say you believe Jesus is your Lord? Well, if you believe he's your Savior, that's based on faith. But Lord requires more than just faith. It starts with faith. But notice it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? What's he saying? I'm telling you how this thing works. Yeah, but I just feel that way today. Oh, that's just who I am. That's just my personality. Well, that person shouldn't have. Hang on. I've given you the word and how it works. Because if you don't do the things I say, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and he says and does them, I will show you who he's like. He's a man building a house 
on, who dug deep on the foundation of the rock and when the flood rose, the steam, stream beat vehemently against that house. Now, the cross-reference in Matthew chapter 7 talks about him being a wise man. Everybody say, wise man. When the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, could not shake it. Why? It was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Now, the cross-reference called that man a foolish man. Everybody say a foolish man. Now, we get the impression, if you read that, this is the man who hears the word and did nothing. People say, well, I go to church and I sing and I pray and I tithe and I tend home cell. That's not the action that he's talking about. Because he just said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do the things that I say? And I'm telling you, when he, when he gives you the word, he says, this is how the word works. You can attend church and still miss what Jesus said. Because he, he's given us a certain way of living, a certain way of acting. And so it's in the action of that word that you're going to see the results. Because you notice the there's the, 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 both these situations, the wise man and the foolish man, they had the, exactly the same storm arrives. So the storm was, what not, was not what destroyed the first man's house. People say, well, that storm really messed that house up. No, it wasn't the storm. It was the fact that it was founded on sand. That house was locked in like the first man, built on a foundation of rock, that house stood, no matter what storm came. Jesus did say, in this world you will have tribulation. Did he say that? If anybody told you now that you're Christian, your problems are over, they lied to you. Anyone that's been in the faith long enough knows that's not the truth. And it's only children of God, immature babies, that will cry and say, why does this keep happening to me? No, there's a reason. There's a reason it happens. I want to talk to us today about that because sometimes we can get in the wrong place where we think, why does this keep happening to me? It's not the fact that storm happens that God has missed out on you or forgotten you. He did tell you the storm is coming. But the time to prepare that house is not in the middle of the storm. Too many Christians leave their faith for when the storm comes. The storms, yeah, let me find a scripture. Oh dear, now I'm in a mess. Let me, wait, what, what scripture? Uh, you don't build your house when, there's, when the river's running through the yard. You want to make sure your house is ready ahead of time. You know, make sure that faith is in place before the storm comes. Say amen. See, John chapter 3, verse 21. He who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they've been done in God. So family of God, whatever we believe in God for, when you can speak to people and say, well, praise God, I'm trusting God. Yeah, I just, you know, know that God's gonna come through. All right, what word is that based on? What is the scripture you're standing on? What is the rock that you've built what you're saying on? You believe God's gonna deliver you out of this situation. Yes, amen. What's the rock you're standing on? See, you cannot trust somebody unless you know what they said. 
I trust you. Well, how do you know that? What did I say? Uh, someone says, I believe Pastor Allen's paying my rent this month. <laughs> Hang on. Before we go ahead with that confession, let's find out what Pastor Allen said. You can only go based on what he said. Otherwise, it's manipulation. See, we, we're not yet to manipulate God. That's very often where people misunderstand the word of faith. The word of faith is not manipulating God. It's not throwing things out there, expecting God to answer my every little whim that I want. No, it's going to God's word, finding out what he says concerning a situation and then building your house on that rock so that when the storm comes, you're able to stand solid on that rock. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter one, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Now, family of God, look at verse three again. Being the express, the, being, the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholds all things by the word of his power. If he upholds all things by the word of his power, that would include your life. I'm taking you somewhere now, so stay focused. He upholds, includes you. Includes your life, your business, your family, your ministry, your finances, your health is upheld by the word of his power. So if he's upholding all things by the word of his power, then why do we make the decisions we make? On what basis do we make our decisions? I dare say that a lot of Christians make decisions based on the moment, on their feelings, on the pressure, what somebody said, something happened, it's a reaction, and quickly make a decision. Or, Look at what somebody else is doing. Why are they successful? Let me do what they're doing. Because what happens there is you're now getting into that emotional decision-making. It's not founded in the Word. It could even become manipulation. And I've seen it when it comes to uh, churches, for example. 
And if anybody is watching this as a pastor, this goes out online as well, is be cautious in your churches. Is because we see other churches doing things and they're responding. And we come in here and we think, well, you know, last time I sang that song, the, the, you know, something happened, the people were moved. And today it looks like it's a little sticky. So maybe we, if we sing that song, no, hang on, now you're trusting a song to move God. And God's not moved just by a song because it's a song. And maybe if I shout louder, maybe if I preach in a different way. Now, did God tell you to speak like that? We've got to be careful. We don't, we're not doing emotional manipulation on me. Whoa, I felt the Spirit. No, you felt, you felt somebody getting you excited and jumping and running around. We've got to make sure whatever we do is founded in the Word of God. I've learned that all these years. Sometimes you get to a place where you just realize, bam, you've hit a wall here. Somehow, spiritually, people are hurting, something's happening, people are struggling, too many people are talking about a certain thing. There's, there's a, the faith level has dropped. I can't sing you out of that. I can't whoop you out of that. I can get you swinging on the chandeliers by the time we close the service and everybody's running around throwing t- tambourines. When you walk out that door, you hit the same problems, the same troubles that got you in the hole in the first place. When all else has come unstuck, get back to the Word of God. The Word of God. Everything's upheld by the Word. Now, if you're in the place of the Word and then God says, now I want to have some singing. I want to, I, want, I need the hands to be laid on. I've got something I want to be healed. I want to move in the service. This is what I want to do right now. And I base that on the Word that God has established. Then you see the Holy Spirit moves. That's where you see power. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, I can't shout you into the presence of God. Otherwise, you lay hands and then you see people, sometimes when you're laying hands on someone, they're bending further and further and further back. You know, you've got to go down. So the next person comes and thinks, I better fall, otherwise they're going to... But now we're doing it because everybody else is doing it. People, I'm telling you what I've learned through decades of ministry. People say, how can you just keep teaching the Word? That's the foundation. Everything's upheld by His Word. And you notice other things will come and go, come and go. The Word is still there. Yeah, we are many years later still saying exactly the same Word. Why? He upholds all things by the Word of His power. So when it comes to anything we do, anything, I'm feeling a symptom, I'm feeling sick, I'm growing, everything's hurting. Don't think, oh, I've got to get to the doctor. First, go to the Word. 
get into the presence of God, get out those Bible, get out the healing scriptures and feed your faith. Get the house built onto a rock. And then if God says, now I need you to go get something or medicine, whatever, that's fine. But now you're doing it by faith. Come on. Say amen. Amen. Mark chapter four. Remember, why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do? Jesus said to them, do you not understand this parable? He just got through talking about different seeds landing on different soils and different things happening, birds coming along, hard, hard rock and all that type of thing. And he says, how then will you understand all the parables? If you don't understand this principle, you won't understand anything else I teach you. So everything else is founded in this particular parable. This parable is the key that unlocks the understanding of the kingdom of God. Because you notice when he gets down to verse 26, he says the whole kingdom is based on this system. The sower sows what? The word. Now the cross-reference in Luke calls it the word of God. So we are talking about the word of God here. Say that, the word of God is seed. Now, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. What happens? When they hear, remember the guy that built his house on the sand? He heard the word as much as the guy who built his house on the rock. When they hear, Satan comes, when? Immediately and takes away the word that was sown. These likewise, so it's a similar principle. Satan's still involved here. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. They hear the word, they receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves. So they endure only for a time. Now listen to this. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises. Now, Who's responsible for the tribulation or the persecution? He said, Satan comes. These likewise. So Satan is going to present you with persecution. He's going to present you with tribulation. In other words, there is a storm with your name on it. Now, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. I want to, don't worry, your life is over and it's so wonderful and you've got a great week ahead of you. And it's going to be wonderful, a bed of roses and you're going to hear music playing and see rainbows, everything's wonderful, birds are going to sing, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus says, trouble's coming. I said, trouble's coming. I can come to church to hear that. Hang in there, you know there's an answer. There is a storm coming. But notice, tribulation, persecution arises for? For what reason? For the word's sake. In other words, the word that you've received, the word that you have, God's promise is yes and amen. By his stripes, you have been healed. He has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. God supplies your Every need. Grace abounds. You always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. God delivers you from every destruction. 
All those promises are there. But now the enemy has to unsettle you. He has to stop that from happening. How does he do it? Tribulation, persecution arises for the word's sake. Now they have no root in themselves, or you could put it this way, they're not on the rock. They don't have a foundation. What happens? Immediately they stumble. Now that's in the New King James. When you read it from the King James Version, the same scripture, verse 16, these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Everybody say foolish man. They hear the word, receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves, say no foundation. And so endure for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. They are offended. Family, offense is the trap of Satan to take the word that you have received. Remember the first group heard the word, but they rejected it outright. This group hear the word and they amen to it. Then the problem came. Now, tribulation, persecution. The way I like to understand it and the way I've seen it is that tribulation is when stuff happens. How many of you had stuff happen? Things go wrong. Something doesn't work. This thing keeps breaking. This doesn't come together. That situation didn't sort it out. That didn't happen. And tribulation, just, just one problem after another. How, what next? Persecutions when people happen. And persecution is not always, oh, you go to that happy clappy church. It's not just based on your belief system. It could be someone close to you that challenges something in your life, speaks something about you, says something about you, does something to you. They should know better. They, that's persecution. But what's the reason for it? Who's behind that? It's not that that person's listened to Satan. How have you noticed? I mean, anybody perfect here? Have we all said things that we shouldn't have said? How many of you sometimes just say something but you don't even realize it? It, it happens. Okay? But the enemy uses that moment. And I, and I heard somebody say the other day, you think about a grain of sand. If a grain of sand lands in your eye and you don't do something about it, it scratches the eye. It hurts the eye. And then what happens? You rub it. You can't get that sand out. Eventually, that scratch the eye so badly, it can become infected. Isn't that right? And the more you rub it, it becomes infected. You, a person could even lose their eye based on that. Then a grain of sand lands in an oyster. And it also irritates the oyster. But what happens? With that irritation, the oyster secretes a substance that forms around that sand and eventually forms a pearl. Same grain of sand. So, question, did the sand cause that person's eye to get infected? 
Or did the sand make the pull? It wasn't the sand's fault. The sand is the same grain of sand. The sand revealed what was already in that situation. That oyster had a pearl waiting to be made. And the same sand that caused this person to lose their eye caused the pearl to manifest here. The pearl, the potential for a pearl was already in that oyster. But the potential for irritation and, well, they're both irritated, but the potential for damage and destruction was in that eye already. Are you getting what I'm saying? It revealed the properties. So when somebody does something to you, says something to you, says something about you, tries to criticize or say something, they didn't cause the response. They revealed what was already in there. Okay, now we got two groups of people. <laughs> One's going, amen, hallelujah. I was like, no, that's not, and see now, now I'm the grain of sand right now and I'm trying to show what shouldn't be there. This is what Jesus is saying. He says, when you stand praying, what wants we do? Are you all new believers? When you stand praying, when you stand praying, when you stand praying, that's in the light of whatever you ask for when you pray, believe you receive it, but it's counted with when you stand praying, forgive. The enemy knows if he can get you to a place of anger, bitterness, and, 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 and unforgiveness, and, and, and stress, and, and persecution, and strife, and turmoil, and criticism, and moan, complain, he can stop that word from manifesting. You go to church, sing your songs, clap your hands, but the rest of the week, I got you exactly where I need you. All I need to do is get someone to argue with you. Just get someone to say, just get someone to be short. Just do so, because I can keep you in this place. I don't care what scripture you quote. There's no root, there's no foundation. What happens? Storm comes, tribulation comes, and now they're off-ended. Offended. And offense isn't, I'm offended. When you, you know when someone says, I'm not offended, but. <laughs> See, we don't understand offense. Offense isn't, I can't speak to you, I can't talk to you. It's that every time I think of you, there's the same problem. I keep talking about that. Are you with me? Family, I really want to encourage us here because it's so important. That's why, you know, often you hear, uh, a pastor get up here, a visiting speaker, and it's happened more than once and it's recorded, so this is not by any means, it's by the grace of God that I say this. But you'll hear them say the one thing about Pastor Allen is you don't hear him talking about other people. Have you heard that? I don't do that to be a nice guy. I don't just, you know, at least, you know, yes, hallelujah. I'm, no, we, that should be all of us. 
I said that should be all of us. Why have I made that decision? Because I've got too much that I'm working on. There's too much thing that I need to happen by faith. And I don't want anything to get in the way. And so when somebody's done something to me, I'm not going to come tell you about it because I'm going to forgive them. And if I've forgiven them, I've got nothing to tell you about. Why? Not, not always because then at least I get recognized for that. No, it's not about recognition. Why is it that that stands out in my life when everybody, we should all be living that way? Amen. Amen. Have you heard me say it before? Why do I speak to you about someone? Uh, whenever I, if I have to address a situation with somebody, someone's, something in my life needs to be fixed and I tell you about it. Can you fix that person? Are you authority in their life? No. Then why must I talk to you about it? Well, at least you should have told me. No. Why? Because only if you have authority to help that person, then I'll bring it to you. I say, now listen, this person, you're responsible for them. This needs to be corrected in their life. But I'll also do it. They will know that I'm addressing it. Didn't Jesus say if you've got ought against your brother, go and tell 10 other people. Did he say that? What did he say? Go to that person. Go to that person and address the situation. Isn't that right? So family God, why am I saying all of this? Because the storm's coming. And the just shall live by faith is not just a statement for today. It is a prophetical word. The time is coming when the only way through your problem is going to be by faith. There's a lot of things that happen in your life that you can fix in the natural. You know, if the pipe bursts, call the plumber, he'll fix it. You know, the light doesn't come on, get the electrician, he'll come and put something right. There's certain things you can fix in the natural. But there is a storm coming. That when you've exhausted all your natural answers, it's going to require you to live by faith. And you need to have that faith ready and not wait till the storm comes and then try and build your house. You build your house today. You start today. Don't wait until you're in pain before you get out the healing scriptures. Build your faith, feed your healing scriptures today. While you're strong, while you're healthy, you eat your food before you lose energy. You don't just eat when you're hungry. You eat to prevent hunger. You drink to prevent dehydration. You exercise to prevent pain in the future. So the same way in the realm of the Spirit, feed your faith today. Don't wait till the lawyer's letter arrives and then start to tithe and then sow the seed and then confess God supplies every need. No, you begin today. You keep those windows open. You keep that seed going. You keep the harvest in there. You keep speaking. You declare my God supplies every need, even when every need is supplied. 
You see, we've we got to get a hold of this because sometimes you can hear it. You say to people, praise God, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Oh, what's the matter? Oh, what, is that Christianese for I'm sick? <laughs> no, no, you're going to hear every day. My God keeps me strong. He keeps me healthy. Greater one in me is greater than he that's in the world. God's for me. Who can be against me? Amen. So build your faith before the storm arises. And you stay consistent in building your faith. Family God, when the storm does come, you will see yourself grow and increase. Amen. Amen. So what happens is you have your life that you're living out. Let's take today. You're here. And there's a certain time that you're going to leave this earth. Now, as you go along, the closer you get to the time that you leave, that's why you can happen where suddenly something happens and the person hasn't built their faith. They don't have enough time left to get that faith up and strong before they expire. That's very often what can happen. But they were living, they were speaking the word, they were confessing. Yeah, but the time span was too short. That thing accelerated and overtook them. What you want to do is over here is send your faith out in advance. Shoot your faith into your future. Remember Ephesians talks about upholding the shield of faith. It's ahead of you. And if you put your faith ahead of you, the shield's not to hold by your side and when the dart hits, and then, oh, now I've got to get my shield up. It's also not a tool to try and dig the darts out of you that have already been shot. It is a shield you keep up all the time. All the time. And you keep that shield ahead of you, and you keep that word strong in you, and you know that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, goodness, Self-control. You, you meditate on these things. Meditate on them, the word says. As you think on these things and you allow that fruit to grow and develop in your life, what's happening? The shield goes ahead of you. And then somebody comes along and does something or says something or something happens. Then you respond that way. Because very often it's, it's a physical effect. We get into a habit of things. I know for myself, it was always when something, I didn't like things going wrong. I like things to work. When they didn't work, I would shout at the thing, break the thing, bang the thing, hit the thing like, you know. Come on, how do you know what I'm talking about? And it became a habit. It was just, it, it happened. And I realized I had to develop. I had to get out of that. I had to practice out of that. What did I do? Meditate. Peace. Long-suffering, didn't work. Okay, peace. I had to meditate. I had to get that shield ahead of me. Why? Because things were coming and things have when it pertains to serious things like our marriage, uh, the ministry, finances. Things happen and you realize if I'd lost it at that point, you lose everything. You, you, You just don't have the privilege of losing it at that moment. But I've praised God the shields ahead of me and I could speak God's word with authority, not have to first repent and then get the word up. 
You're laughing like you know exactly where I'm talking about. It's taking the Word so that the moment the problem happens, bam, the shield's already in place. Doesn't matter what someone says, doesn't matter what happens, what things, I can stand saying, Father, your Word says, now vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I don't even have to worry about this because you've got this, the Word's got this, and the Word will deliver it. The word, all things are upheld by the Word, and that Word goes into action and sets you free. That Word, that truth that you know, makes you free indeed. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus praise if you've got a hold of that today. Let's stand together. This help somebody today? Place your hand on your heart and say, today I've heard that Word of God. The Word has brought faith to my heart. And I am a believer, not a doubter. As a hearer of God's Word, I'm also a doer. Now you understand what we mean by that. Say this, trouble's coming. That's not a bad confession. Jesus did tell you. So it's just being aware of it. Say this. No matter what storm comes my way, Jesus has already given me the foundation, the rock, the Word. When I take His Word and establish my life on it, build my house on the rock, that is the hearing of the Word, the confession of the Word, the doing of the Word, practicing what he said, I forgive, I walk in forgiveness. I refuse to accept strife and division. I refuse to accept offense. And I thank God as I walk in forgiveness, that word upholds my life, upholds my ministry, upholds my business, upholds my family, upholds my finances, upholds every aspect of my life, my physical health. I am strengthened by the living Word of God. No matter what God comes my way, I send my faith into the future. That faith takes care of it. I know God's Word is yes and amen. And I live by that Word. When I live by that Word, I see the success. And I thank God, I am that house founded on the solid rock of doing God's Word in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God.